0: Welcome back to therapeutic rep I'm your host Jay and today's guest is uh, a first here on the therapeutic rep podcast we have uh, a female who uh, name is Miriam Uh, she's going to tell you a little bit about herself Miriam let us know a little bit about you
1: hello everybody Um, please excuse my voice but uh, my name is Miriam Lod I'm a licensed clinical mental health therapist Um, I'm also a licensed clinical addiction specialist and I've known Jay for many years. And so when I heard about this gym that we call therapeutic rap and the opportunity to speak to a different, in my opinion, audience, um, I felt like I wanted to be a part of this. So here I am.
0: Thank you for uh, being here.
1: First, what?
0: got you into therapy like that's a that's like a giving profession like what what made you want to be a therapist
1: it was personal it was very personal for me um in 2007 I reached a breaking point and by that I mean I had been through a lot of trauma in my childhood and I was still going through trauma with my family and I was in college I was a sophomore in college so in 2008 the end of 2007 going 2008 literally new year's eve um i did some real reckless things and i realized i was not in a space where i could interact with the outside world so i kind of went into the shell so in 2008 um what i considered divine intervention happened and I was, you know, moving through my college career. I didn't know what I was going to do with a college degree. I was the first to go to college with my family. And nobody really could tell me what to do because they had never been through it. So um, I met with an advisor at USCG, which is where I completed my undergrad degree. And she suggested that I take some elective courses. One of those courses was a counseling course. So I took the class not knowing really what it was about, what, you know, what I was getting into. And one of the requirements of the class was to take five sessions of therapy because anyone who is going to be a therapist needs to know what it, what it feels like to be in therapy, not knowing that it was saving my life. Hmm. Um, so when I think about like Kanye in you know, the safe belt, this was my safe belt. Wow. Um, so I took five sessions of therapy not knowing that I needed it, not knowing that I was depressed, not knowing that I was suicidal, not knowing that the traumas that I had dealt with as a child were about to kill me. Um, And it changed my life. And it wasn't anything that my therapist did, it was what she helped me realize. And I said from that point on, this is what my calling is in life because I want to do that for somebody else.
0: That's amazing. Um, You spoke about uh, childhood trauma and uh, family trauma, and I think that's not unique to you uh, in the black community. I think a lot of us deal with things uh, at an early age that's probably not age-appropriate for us to deal with can you speak to the people right now who are holding on to some hurt or pain that thinks that they're the only one that's been where they're at
1: human nature leads us to assume that when we experience something we're the only one because we've been in ingra- it's been ingrained in us that we are individuals mm-hmm. um and that is not the case um so even though I'm a licensed clinical mental health counselor as well as a licensed clinical addiction specialist, my background and most of my work has been with addictions. So people assume that because I've dealt with people who have issues with drugs and alcohol and sexual addictions and gambling and things of that nature, that I don't understand an individual who has depression or an individual that has trauma or an individual that has been raped or molested you know, through childhood or an individual that was, has domestic violence, the violence Domestic violence issues, excuse me, all of this stuff is connected, every bit of it. So people assume that you're the only one because your experience is individual, absolutely. But your trauma may not be. Hmm. Trauma is created not because of an event. It's created because of the individual's perception of that event. So whenever somebody goes through something, we assume, okay, this is my perception, so I must be the only one. But in reality, there might have been somebody who experienced a similar or same event and might have the same perception. Wow. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay. It
0: does. It's, uh, it's definitely uh, thought-provoking. Because I, as you were speaking, I was thinking about some events that I've been through and uh, I had a habit of just shutting everyone out, like, you know, this is this is Jay. I'm going through this. No one understands. Uh, because sometimes you can go to a friend and try to, you know, vent or tell them what's going on, and you get that uh, man. You crazy for dealing with that? I would have did uh, bye, 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 bye. and so now now you're kind of feeling less than like, am I crazy for dealing with this? Am you know, am I handling this the right way? Uh, and I don't, I can't speak for anyone else, but, like, for me, uh, feelings of inadequateness, like, that's, thats like, the big thing for me. Like, am I enough for said situation? Uh, so I say that to uh, bring bring forth this question. How detrimental is it when you receive, like, unhealthy advice or, you know, bad input? when you're already at a uh, fragile state?
1: Oh, man. Um, That can be, you know, a matter of life or death, depending on where that individual is in their mind, their spirit, in their heart. Um, Bad advice a lot of times is why some people seek therapy, We all want to help a friend. We all want to help a family member. We all want to be the person that say the right thing. But the reality is, most of the time, the advice that individuals are dishing out is based on their own experience or what they would, should, or could do, which most of the time is not realistic. Right. And so if an individual is in a space where it's life or death, and I'm not just talking about in the physical sense, I'm talking about mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually, and they get the bad advice and they take that advice and they run with that advice, that can mean that they die spiritually, mentally, physically, and that carries. So when we think about childhood traumas and ongoing traumas, That bad advice is a lot of time why that continues to be perpetuated. Not only that, um, if an individual is given the wrong bit of information, that can lead them down a path where they never get the opportunity to truly address what's really going on with them. So, that's why there are people who are licensed that should know the difference between advice <clears throat> and therapy. Wow. Because I don't give advice to people when I'm getting paid.
0: For sure. Now, now what about when you're not getting paid?
1: Now, when I'm not getting paid.
0: So, your homegirl call you up?
1: Girl, you won't believe this. Wah, 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 wah. It depends on the person. Ah. And so, if I have a rapport with somebody and people people a lot of times come to me for advice and they don't get it and it pisses them off Mm. so people a lot of times come to me even my kids because i have you know i have adopted children and i have two teenagers three teenagers now jesus christ and they a lot of times come to me they're like aunt Pooh, fix it Mm. and i'm like no Let me make you think about what you really got going on. Let me look at you and say, okay, how can I connect to your spirit so that your spirit makes your mind take off? Mm. And so when they don't get a fix, when individuals don't get a fix, they either really like me or they really don't like me. And I've been that way for a long time. And this is before I had degrees, before I had a license. And so... A lot of people think I'm mean. I've been labeled mean since I was born. And I think that it's because I came into this world with a different path. Mm. But I don't give a lot of advice. And if I do give a lot uh, give advice, it's because it's with somebody that already knows the difference between me giving advice and me doing therapy.
0: Right.
1: But I'm not going to do therapy on somebody I know either.
0: That's a, a really good way to be because... Uh, people will blame you for their inaction or misaction on any situation. I tell people I never give unsolicited advice. Like, if you don't ask me, I can see whatever's happening, and I'm just going to watch, you know, as long as it's not, like, life or death. Right. But, like, if you're trying to work your way through something, because, like, I'm a problem solver for mm-hmm. myself like i have to solve the problem and that's a problem and it's that's own a black thing. man yeah. problem yeah but but like it goes deeper like i'm a mathematician so solving the problem is really really important right and when i get to a problem that i can't solve like it it creates anxiety honestly mm-hmm. like and i'm not just speaking of like a, a math problem but like okay i'm in this situation how do i get out of it mm-hmm. like I get anxious trying to see my way through whatever problem. I, I don't want people working out mine, you know what I mean? Like I want to mm-hmm. figure it out. So that, that's why it was really, really hard for me to see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it's like you're getting an assist on working through your thing. Like they're not gonna give you the answer, you know, but it's like an assist. And so what I realized is, no matter how good my train of thought is, it's it it only travels like in your field of view, you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. I can't get stuff out that's not here, so you know having another person's thought process can help. Like it's not Absolutely. like it's, it's it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. And I realize now at thirty eight that a lot of my brothers are out here hurting with a hard candy shell. You know what I'm saying? That that makes it look like we're really tough, but like inside we're just good with jello. Because we like there's there's hurt there's from uh stuff about yourself, you know what I mean? Uh self confidence issues or whatever, relationship issues, mommy issues, daddy issues, uh you may have lost a loved one, uh to, to the to the life or whatever and like we've never dealt with that, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I can understand how addiction happens. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's really not uh, far. And and it, when you were speaking about addiction earlier, you you know you you went into sex addictions and uh, gambling and like it, it, you didn't just leave it at drugs. Uh, and I think that was cool. So, for one that sees, like, a lot of different addictions, like, what do most of them have in common?
1: Um, so, I don't have a degree in drug abuse. I have a degree in behavioral addiction, mm. okay? And so, yeah, you know, drugs are all the craze, because that's what our society sees as the problem, okay? Especially in the black community, in the poor community, um... But behavioral addiction is simply doing something that is maladaptive. What we call insanity in the in the world of behavioral addiction. Doing the same thing over and over with a result that you don't desire and continuing to do it knowing what the result is gonna be. Man. So that's behavioral addiction. Is is not necessarily about a drug. Your drug could be a woman. Your drug can be uh you know there's spending a message the money. in there somewhere <laughs> uh absolutely there's a message in there somewhere <laughs> absolutely man. your drug can be exercise your drug can be food like you know it depends on the individual wait, it does wait, not wait, have wait, wait, to wait. be
0: like i was really vibing and then you said food and then i kind of got sad.
1: yeah i get sad every time i think about it because i'm pretty sure that's my vice
0: man but at
1: the same time like that's the reality of the situation I teach it every day and I still struggle, you know? So I think a lot of people assume too that therapy is about finding a fix and it's not. Therapy is about learning to manage what it is you have going on. So there's never an end to therapy. There's never an end to working on yourself. It's just a matter of finding out what you can do to manage the harder times because you're going to have them. Life is going to happen on life's terms. And guess what? You still have to learn how to manage what it is you got going on. Let's get personal. Okay.
0: How do you manage?
1: I learned to manage through self-talk because it literally takes me manually reminding myself how far I've come, and what my what my goal is for my life, to be able to say, okay, this is not a healthy situation, that is not a healthy situation, this is not serving me, that is not serving me, this is what works for me, this is what doesn't work for me. So, journaling is great. I hear journaling thrown out there a lot when it comes to therapy. I hear, um, you know, self care thrown out a lot that's when i i pride myself on and i push like a drug to my friends and to the people that i do love because i might not be able to do therapy to you but i can i can point out some things that you can do that's helpful so self-care um self-talk and
0: trying
1: and trying to avoid Things that are going to cause me more trauma Mm -hmm. because re-traumatization is real. It Mm -hmm. is so real because prior to going to therapy in 2008, I was re-traumatizing myself with the men that I was dealing with. Over and over and i'm still doing it i am 32 years old it's been 12 years since i started therapy and i'm still re-traumatizing myself because i keep trying to fix other people wow and so it literally takes me getting into a situation let's let's think about let's let's say this is cocaine let's say the men i deal with is cocaine I, I use the cocaine and then I sit back and the guilt sets in the shame sets in the self pity sets in and then I say, how do I get myself out of this again? Mm. Again, Miriam, you're in this situation again. So just like someone who's addicted to cocaine, I have to start from scratch Wow. and I have to work on Miriam. What brought you to this point? What things happened prior to you using the cocaine? It's not the cocaine that's the problem. It's not me using the cocaine. that's the problem. What did I do? Whether it took five seconds to get to that cocaine or it took five weeks to get to that cocaine. What did I do to get to that cocaine? Mm. And I break it down bit by bit by bit but that don't happen overnight so it doesn't always happen as soon as i use the cocaine sometimes it happens after i've been using for five months
0: Mm.
1: after i've been using for a year and a half that's big so a lot of people once again think you go to therapy you're fixed everything's good you move on with your life you've addressed your trauma you've addressed these things that you've got going on and everything's good that is not the case Because you're going to face a situation where you encounter that cocaine again. This is the real world. And so you have to manage. So through that self-talk, through self-care, through seriously breaking down the events that led up to my behavior is basic CBT. But I've applied it to my own life as well. Mm -hmm. So when you say, what do you do to manage? It's, it takes work every day it's a manual process it's not something that you get to because you discovered it and you're good to go wow. that's not how that's not how therapy or healing works
0: now when you say self talk is it like audible
1: sometimes sometimes it is sometimes i'm like miriam girl <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you wow. did it this yeah. time. Yeah. Here we go again. Here's the merry go round again. Get off, Miriam, but I ain't ready yeah. i'm sometimes I'm not ready, yeah,
0: yeah,
1: and I've- so sometimes it is in my head it's like, okay, look, you know what is going on this situation. Let's look at the situation for what it is let's let's throw some reality up in there. What is this situation, okay, but are you ready to change mm? And I ask myself that a lot. Like I, I, and and I ask my clients that too. Like, let's be realistic about this thing. You might not be ready to make h a full change, so you might not be ready to make a 180. But you might be ready to make some kind of change. So, what are you willing to do right now? If that answer is nothing, that's cool. That is your choice. You are a human being. You can make that choice. But if you are ready to make a change. What change are you willing to make? Because you might not be able to, like for me, I might not be able to cut out all fast food. But I might not be able to go to McDonald's and get that iced coffee every morning that I be wanting. You get what I'm saying? So, finding out what you're willing to do in that moment is what makes a difference. And I think that's why therapy works is because you get the therapist you need when when you're ready.
0: I hold myself accountable for the decisions I make. Mm -hmm. So, I'll put myself on punishment like literally like a parent to a child, depending upon what I've done is the severity of the punishment.
1: Is that healthy? Absolutely not. Oh, okay. But punishment is learned behavior. Yeah, for sure. So you didn't learn to punish yourself. Somebody punished you, and you realized that that was something that made you change your behavior.
0: Oh, yeah. I I was on punishment all the time as a kid.
1: Right. So that is not healthy because – with with okay, so we when we talk about uh, behavioral basic behavioral change, bad behavior is not discontinued because of a punishment. Bad behavior is discontinued when a positive behavior is rewarded.
0: And I reward myself too.
1: Right. So like, here's, So I'm
0: real big on the uh, the reward system for me.
1: Right, but here's the thing: you're also not. Helping yourself by punishing yourself when you don't do something right is when you do something right and you reward yourself that your behavior changes. So you're not helping yourself. You're simply doing something to to make yourself feel the sting emotionally because that's what you know what to, you know how to do. And it's, it comes easy. to
0: I used to say, hey, man, if you give me a chance to make a decision, I'll make a bad one uh, because I've made some bad decisions along the way
1: but that that statement alone is based on a core belief
0: yeah, yeah, for sure, and so I don't say things like that anymore because I mm-hmm. realize mm-hmm. that I've made a lot more good decisions uh-huh. than bad decisions, right you know what I'm saying, uh just everyday living, right like you know but uh I think it's like for me, I'm learning that just about everything that I do. Today, I can tie it back to something that happened before.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
0: my mode of operation, but like I'm the way that I am because of the things that's happened to me. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't give credit to the things that happen to us. Right. Or <clears throat> the impact of the things that we do to other people. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like there's, there's some people who I probably owe some apologies to how do you suggest well first of all how important is it to forgive yourself
1: oh that's that's step 1 none of this and, matters and
0: that, that, that was the hardest thing for me like uh-huh. even like when i was going through like the worst painful thing the first thing that i said was i deserve this Because I've done X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Now, these things may not add up to what happened to me. But, you know, you're kind of like, you know, if you knew better, you do better type thing. But, like, I had to eventually just say, hey, man, everything that you did, man, to yourself and others. So, you can't hold on to that. I mean my My beard was all black at one time, and it's not it's not it's not mostly black anymore right and it's uh you know the stress of carrying these things for no reason mm-hmm. for no reason i mean, I had a whole lot of suitcase, a whole lot of baggage for no reason that like no one was holding me accountable. i'm I'm really big on accountability, and it starts with me and maybe too much like I hold myself accountable for things that. Probably not my fault. hmm You know what I mean? Uh and I'm learning, and, it, and it's a everyday thing, as you said before, and I'm learning to hey man, like sometimes hey, let that go. Let let that go. You you're okay. And I think because
1: that's self talk.
0: Boom. I, I'm I'm I use self talk too. Yes. <laughs> I, I think because like in my mind, uh I should know better than a lot of things that I do, or say, mm. like, I like, Jay, you know better than that. Yeah. Like, come on, man. But, you know, um, especially like, when I react without thinking. That's like, one of my things that I hold myself, because that's what I used to do. I would flout off the handle on a mug quick. Like, mm. that, that's just, that's the fabric that was Jay. But I do realize that at that time, I was really, really angry, too. So I had to deal with the anger. Speaking of anger, here's here's the question to you. I happen to believe that men display anger a lot. But it's my experience, and I've polled a couple guys, and what is displayed as anger isn't often anger. Correct. A lot of times it's frustration. It, it, it is uh, 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 hurt. It is uh, mm. sadness. It is despair. It, I mean, oftentimes it's despair. Uh, it is feelings of inadequateness. It is a lot of things. Okay. And why is that, you think?
1: Mm. So, for one thing, anger is easy. It's, it's easy to blow something up. and that's not just like in a physical sense once again it's easy to get somebody to recognize that something's wrong with you when you're the way you come at them is to make a make it into a big situation and anger is easy to transfer Mm -hmm. it's an energy that's easy to transfer it's not easy to transfer hurt it's not easy to transfer sadness it's not easy to transfer Uh, you know, self pity, like those are things that you gotta, that someone else would not easily take on. Mm -hmm. So anger is, is an easy emotion to transfer. So when an individual expresses anger a lot, it's because that's easiest to recognize. So my clients often I, I get on people's nerves, and I tell people in their first session, I'm going to get on your nerves. And I tell them that because when I say, hey, how are you doing today? I don't accept fine. I don't accept great. I don't accept okay. I don't say accept good. Those are, those are emotions I don't accept unless I'm, I'm talking to somebody in passing mm-hmm. because those are emotions that we uh, – excuse me, those are not emotions. Those are things we say to get people out of our face. So just like anger, a lot of times an individual will express something to get people out of your face, to get people away so that they can't recognize what's really going on. Right. So men have been taught, unfortunately, you're not supposed to be emotional. You're not supposed to um, feel. So in order for people not to know what you feel, you got to get them out your face, because eventually it's going to gonna seep out. So anger, a lot of times, is a quick way to get people out of your face so that people can't see what, what's really raw and what's really going on. So if I hear fine, I hear fucked up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional, OK? Mm-hmm. If I hear great, I hear, you know what? Today is not as bad as yesterday. <clears throat> when I hear good, I hear, you know what? I might just be in a decent space today, but I don't even recognize it. I don't even know what that is today. And when I hear, okay, no, I already said, okay, didn't I? When I hear fucked up, no, fine, good, great, and okay. Anywho, all of them mean I don't want you in my space today. And I'm not going to waste somebody's 50 minutes. Wow. So if you're paying me 125. For that fifty minutes, you are gonna get a hundred twenty-five dollars worth of this work. Ooh,
0: <laughs> I, I like that. I like that. I'm gonna mean, get that's, every that's, bit of this work. That's that's real. You said, uh, unfortunately, and that was the word you used that men were taught not to be emotional. Mm-hmm. So let's let's break let's dive into that if you want to.
1: So you want me to explain what it is no, I mean by that? No, no, okay. no,
0: no. I know exactly what it means. Okay. But
1: No, I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think that people get it twisted. So let me just explain what what I mean by that. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. And then I'll ask a question.
1: So I think men are taught not to cry, men are taught not to feel. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference in that and what I think society wants men to understand is that men have a, in a traditional sense, a responsibility to protect. Mm -hmm. And somebody that is feeling is not gonna protect as well as someone that is, because you're going to be able to connect to another individual and you can't hurt, harm, Or keep somebody at a distance. That you can connect with. That's a big difference. And it has been misconstrued. So badly. That people instead think. In order for me to protect. I can't feel. In order for me to be able to feel. I can't feel. Because I have to keep. This boundary. That is unhealthy. So that I don't so that I can hurt, so that I can harm, so that I can keep this prote- this layer of protection, but a layer of pr- protection does not require you not to feel.
0: I think that's what I'm in the process of learning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a protector, like mm-hmm. that is, of, of all the things that I wear, of all the hats that I wear, I think protector is the one that comes most natural.
1: hmm
0: So let's say that you're in a relationship right and your uh significant other comes to you and say hey you know when you said blah 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 that hurt my feelings what is your natural response to that
1: a screw face <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you See, it, I'm no, being no, no, completely no, that, that's honest that's
0: real that's real but like that happens more than more than just you like that's not just yours correct so it it, it it perpetuates the, the the shutdownness that a lot of us have.
1: So correct. So the same way if you started speaking Japanese right now, I would make a screw face because I wouldn't be able to understand. It's foreign. So a man coming to me and saying, This is how I feel is foreign to me. But it shouldn't be. And I think that it's it takes to a connection between two people for them to understand, like that shouldn't be a foreign situation. But the person, if nobody else that you should be able to go to and say, You hurt my feelings, whether it's a male or a female, is the person that you lay down with. Man. And so, so many people lay down with it, and I am guilty. Lay down with a person that you don't feel comfortable going to and saying, My feelings are hurt, and this is the underlying reason for that feeling is why relationships don't work or people walk around pretending. It's a whole lot of situationships going on because there are men that are uncomfortable in their situation, but it's not a an uncomfortability of in the physical sense, it's it's they're uncomfortable emotionally. And by the time they realize that, they're already on their way to divorce.
0: So, in a conversation with a female that you happen to be in a relationship with, uh, there's a lot that goes on, like, before words even come out. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and just me personally, I'm like, how am I going to approach this? Now, disclaimer, for anyone that I've ever been in a relationship with, I want to say that I'm probably, once I get to how I'm going to approach this, the answer that I come up with is probably going to be the wrong answer.
1: That's why you're not in a relationship with them anymore.
0: It's, 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 I mean, my yeah, my answer is always going to be, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. I hope you receive it well. Uh, but up until recently, I didn't put a filter on what I'm going to say. I'm just going to say it so one of the, uh, one of the tools that my therapist, uh, got me to use is instead of, like, if I have an issue, she said, communicate the issue without saying you. So I'm not, it's not the other person's fault now.
1: It's an I statement. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly the word I statement. Uh And it, It makes you think, first of all, because it's kind of hard to not say you when Mm. you're the source of my Mm -hmm. anger or displeasure or whatever it Mm -hmm. is. But, I mean, it's taught me to, hey, wait a minute. Maybe what just happened wasn't the problem.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Maybe something over here already had me frustrated. And you're an easy target. Because the truth of the matter is, the people that we're closest to become our targets. Yes, they do. I'll go into this thing where I'm just quiet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if anybody knows me, that's kind of like, oh, wait a minute, something's not right <laughs> with this guy today. He's not a quiet guy. And like, I'll just walk around and just be quiet for a while because I'm really trying to work through the problem and I'm trying to trace back. Okay. Is this really what I'm displeased with? Mm-hmm. Am I displeased with the fact that she said X, Y, and Z, or what happened at work? What what happened? Did, did Duke lose last night? <laughs> that that that'll get that get me upset. Like like, and I and I really had to back off of that uh, as we talked in, uh, with with some more people because fandom was a thing that really really bothered me. So let's say you're in a relationship and your guy comes to you and he's attempting to open up emotionally. How do you uh, ensure that you don't shut him down?
1: First of all, let me preface this by saying I am far from perfect Um, and I'm a much better therapist than I am (laughs) Um, in a relationship. I'm really great at teaching these things, but applying them to my life is where I struggle. Hmm. Um, but
0: your level, first of all, before you get into it, your level of transparency is amazing. I appreciate I, that. Yeah, i just,
1: I'm, I'm unmarried for a reason. I'll just put it to you that way. Um, so if a man that I'm in a relationship with comes to me and they have a moment of transparency and they're open and they want to talk to me, I'm completely and totally open to that. Now, there has to be a friendship basis, a basis of friendship. And by that, I mean, I have not been friends with very many individuals that I was in an intimate relationship with. And I think that's where I fall short. Um, I can talk to a friend about anything. I can open to up to a friend and vice versa. In an intimate relationship, a lot of times there is damage created. And for me, All of mine have been damaged. So if an individual that has already caused damage comes to me as an individual, not a therapist, and they want to express themselves, it depends on where we are. But I also have that experience in my mind of the damage. So that becomes a totally different conversation than if it were before the damage was done wow. so I'm gonna give you an example I had an individual a while ago friends for years great friendship I mean solid friendship um, he decided that he wanted to pursue something with me okay so this individual knows my trauma knows my pain knows my past relationships because there's a friendship there. So we've shared, we've cried together, we, you know, we've had all these really great experiences together. So this individual decides to cross that boundary <clears throat> and say, let's be more than friends because we have this awesome friendship. Okay. Right? O- on paper so, it sounds good. Right, on paper, right? So I say, now, sir, <laughs> are you sure? Because I'm not the same person in a relationship that I am in a friendship. Mm. And I was very honest and I was transparent. And I was like, look, you know what I've been through with men. You know what I went through in my childhood. I had been friends with this person since I was in middle school. And I was like, you know all this. I'm giving you an opportunity Mm -hmm. to not fuck this up.
0: Right, right, right.
1: And you know what he did? He fucked it up. And I'm going to tell you why. It wasn't because we weren't friends. And we're still friends to this day. But it it took a year for me to speak to this individual again after the messiness of it all. But what happened was I couldn't get past looking at him as like a brother to Mm -hmm. me. He couldn't get past looking at me in the physical sense he was curious because there was such a great connection and when, it was a, when there came to a meeting of the minds mm-hmm. that he thought that taking things a step further further and curbing his curiosity in a physical sense was going to be okay. So he took off the friendship hat and it just became something about his physical, physical curiosity. And I was coming at it of the standpoint of, we've got this great friendship, but I'm taking off this friendship hat and I'm trying to look at you as somebody that I want to fall in love with. And so I was trying to fall in love and he was trying to hit me in a physical sense. And so we didn't connect. And so it took a year because the reason my past relationships hadn't worked out was because I had been tricked into thinking that there was an opportunity for an emotional connection by so many others when it was just a physical curiosity and jay you and i both know i'm a very voluptuous woman i've been voluptuous since i was in middle school nothing has changed about that so a lot of times individuals see me and they see a fantasy and i'm looking for a dream so we wait wait
0: wait no 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 (laughs) nope, nope please Say that one more time, because that was powerful yes and it I'm, is. and I'm not going to miss the moment to allow that to 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 be restated because that that shows the difference of of thought processes mm-hmm. that was powerful
1: so for a man, and I can't speak for every woman, and I can't speak for every man, but the the encounters that I've had in the past, I meet an individual and they see a fantasy. Mm. Oh my God, we, they, they got tip drill playing in their heads, right? And I'm like, no, <laughs> that is not who I am. They don't know about you know, the crystals and the astrological sense that I have and the mind that I have, mm-hmm. but they pretend to want to know those things so that they can get to the fantasy. That they have created in their mind. And so. There's a miss. Because I'm like. Yes. Woo. Finally found somebody. They want to get to know Miriam. Mm-hmm. Who she is. What she is. How trauma has shaped her life. Everything that made her. But that she is not.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And they pretend. And then when they find out. That I'm not just a fantasy, they missed the dream. And by the time they've missed the dream, I'm done. Yeah. I'm frustrated. I don't want nothing else to do with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, so
0: I could tell you why they pretend if you want to know, if you don't already.
1: Yes, but that, that's the thing that goes back to my trauma. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I've sure. worked to relate all of this to my trauma, but go ahead. Yeah, now,
0: nah, um, so we are and this is men Mm. and I will speak for all men and I don't care if y'all like it or not (laughs) Uh, we are uh, shaped and molded to create a reality that will benefit us the best now the first person that we trick with our alternate reality is ourself we're tougher than what we are we're cuter than what we are we're more confident than what we are. A lot of times not being able to, or, or being discouraged to show emotions, help uh, foster that environment. Then next, uh, the crew that we're in, whatever, whoever, whatever group of friends you have, uh, you're measured by your accomplishments. Are you good at sports? Are you a ladies man? These type of things. Mm-hmm. So we uh, pad our stats. You know, what I mean, we we might play basketball. I might score two times, and then when I tell the story tomorrow on the scoop, bus, I I score eight. <laughs> right, <laughs> I was all American. Lies, I yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, and convincing people that it happened. So so again, I'm now I'm now I'm tricking my friends. You know what I mean? And then it comes to the female. So, for most females, and Chris Rock said this a long time ago, uh, you've been getting approached by dudes since she was like 12. Like, people have really wanted to, like, there's a few of us that gets approached by females, but for the most part, you, get, you do the approaching. And the competition is high. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody wants some of something that everybody wants some of. So how do you stand out? Now, then the sad part is we understand that no one can live up to these uh, unrealistic expectations, and they're unrealistic because we don't even really know what women want. We, we think they want this, that, and the third. So, yeah, you you, you like that? I like that too. <laughs> <laughs> you, you see how the voice changes? That's my. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what you what you're into? Well, you know anything you. Could, Real quick, what you into? Just tell me something.
1: Waist beads? I don't
0: know. Waste beads? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But <laughs> my, my my homeboy sister make them. I, not, I know a little something about that. What is a waist bead? Have no clue. I I actually know what waste beads are, but I'm just saying. Right? Like we we're gonna we're gonna. Sell into that, right? What, whatever it is. Oh, you like donuts? Oh, man, listen. When they put the jelly on the inside, <laughs> boy, boy, oh, you, you don't like jelly. I have my favorite glaze, too. Like, so, right. so we got we boom, 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 boom. Like, we will adapt to, to try to get your attention, right? And then once we have the attention, now I'm not gonna lie, a lot of times it is physically driven, and but even if it's not, even if it's not, we've created this person in your mind that we're not. Mm -hmm. I used to say, I will sell you a dream and then give you reality for free. Mm -hmm. Because I felt like, like I've always felt like, and now I can't speak for everyone else, but I've always felt like that once I have your attention, I'm good enough, I'm good enough to keep it.
1: Faking or pretending to get the interest and to get the attention of someone makes sense. What I don't understand is when an individual has done all this faking or pretending to get the interest, to get the attention, when they get the attention, why they don't want to keep the attention? Because at some point there was a reason why they wanted that attention. They wanted to get that to be seen. But once they're seen, why do men then allow all of their baggage to prevent them from moving forward with being seen.
0: Oh, so there's two answers. Which one do you want?
1: Both. So uh, the, the raw one.
0: First one, we full of shit. Okay. All right. uh, I mean, it is what it is. I didn't knew that. And number two, uh, we're afraid of hurt. Okay. So, like, okay. People who you don't care about can't really hurt you. Stranger down the street... That's a men thing. Well, yeah, true, true. Stranger down the street can say, hey, hey, dude, you ugly. Ah, Your mama ugly. Whatever. And and I'll keep moving. It's, It's the people who you care about or have interest in that have the ability to hurt you the most. Correct. As far as pretending and faking, like, once we get your interest... Sometimes it was just that we wanted to um, get physical, and mm-hmm. and and no one thinks that like if I tell someone from the beginning that hey, listen, you, you seem pretty cool, but like I really wanna uh,
1: live out know. this fantasy. Yeah, like okay. no one
0: will ex- like like no one's gonna accept that. The, Correct. So, you lie.
1: So, here's the thing, though. I guess what's confusing, and I don't even know how we got off on this tangent, was confusing, because I feel like I'm in therapy now. But, um, no, but this is good. It's therapeutic it's, rap. It, it is. It's is, therapeutic, it is rap. therapeutic rap. It is. It is. I feel like Jada. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hate her. But anyway, she's hilarious, by the <laughs> she way. She is fake as hell. But, yeah. anywho, um, and so is her mama and her daughter. But anyway, um, My thing is, if you have a fantasy in your mind, that's all fine, well, and dandy. We all have fantasies. We all have things that we want to experience. Okay? But when the presentation is such that I want to know your soul, I want to get to know who you are, and then when they get that piece, they lose interest in the person as a whole. That's, I guess, the, I don't know. It's, it's not even that it's confusing for me. It's more like the person ends up losing out. Both, yeah. both parties end up losing. I have a tattoo on my wrist and it says, everything I'm not made me who I am. And I, I live to that every day but I am constantly managing. You asked me earlier what I'm doing to manage. This is therapeutic for me. Yeah. So I'm constantly managing, but I'm also not absent to life. Mm-hmm. Just because I teach these things and I, I, I work with other people to help them create their, their management tools, it doesn't mean that I am not constantly managing as well. So okay. when you ask me what I do to manage – it's stuff like this. It's it's conversation. And the worst thing and the hardest thing for a man that I am actively engaged in to do is to have a a real conversation with me. Because they don't want they don't want to meet the mind. All right, so But it's wh- necessary for me.
0: How do you separate your life from work?
1: Um that's a hard thing to do, but there's a there's a manual shut off that I have learned. It, when I first became a therapist, I thought I could save everybody, and I thought that, um, you know, I was new. I was I was so naive to the world of therapy, and especially coming into the world of therapy as a substance use therapist. Um, my goal was to to eradicate drug abuse in the black community. And I got my feelings hurt real quick. I'm talking in internship, I got my feelings hurt. Went, had to leave a group session crying because I needed that. And the reason I needed that was because I needed to learn how not to take people home with me. And that wasn't in a physical sense once again. I would take people home in my spirit. I would take people home in my mind. I would take people home in my heart. And when you become a therapist, you have to learn to separate life at home and life at work. And that was a learning process. And I, I can't speak for every therapist, but I'm pretty sure that, that was a learning process for many people and some, some people still struggle with that and I still struggle with that um, sometimes depending on the, the person and the connection with the individual. Um, but I definitely apply a lot of what I teach to my own life as best I can but I, I have to remind myself, Miriam, you're still human. You're still going through your own journey so don't forget that it's okay to not be okay.
0: Last question. All hell is breaking loose in your personal life. How do you still be effective at what you do?
1: Ooh. That's That has happened. And I think that that's where a maturity as a therap- in, in the therapeutic world comes in. Because when you can't take on anymore, you have to put it down. Mm. And even like at the beginning, of, cause we're in the in the middle of a pandemic, we're in the beginning of COVID. Um, and I work in the hospital setting right now. And um, I have some individuals that I worked with, they worked in the hospital setting, but they also did outpatient therapy and they were like i just feel so bad because you know my clients are asking to be seen face to face but i can't do that cuz i got to protect my family but i'm having all these emotions and and i have a i have a sister circle of therapists and we talked about that thing and i was like i took 2 weeks off at the beginning of to at at the beginning of covid at the be- at the start of a new job and at the beginning of covid because i was like my family comes first and i was like you cannot feel bad to to take care of home first because if you don't take care of home you ain't no good for them right you're no good you're no good because you're going to be too busy wrapped up in your own situation to even be able to provide therapy and a, a safe space for them so it's 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 a therapeutic process mm-hmm. just like Any other process of learning when to walk away when you can't take on anymore. And I have a friend, and I have one friend that does this. She'll call me, and she'll want to talk. But the first thing she says, and I love her for it, and she knows who she is, and she'll know when she hears this podcast, she says, do you have space? Wow. And I love her for that. Man. I love her for that And she I call her my incense Because she so She just brings me calm Because I'm like Even if I don't have this space I still make space for her yeah. Because she respects the fact That I may not have space
0: As it's uh, Custom Here at Therapeutic Rap I always ask my guests To uh, To daggone Leave us with a mantra Or something That they Live by Or go by Or help them get by hmm. What's uh-huh. What's a motto mantra that you have that you want to share with the listeners?
1: Oh man, and I should have known this was coming. So I probably should have thought harder about it. Um I would say it's okay to not be okay. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. Like I I I use that a lot and even talking to my friends I'm like, it's okay to not be okay.
0: It has to be. Yeah. Absolutely, because most people that you see are not okay.
1: Right, but a lot of people guilt themselves for not being okay. Yeah. So then it becomes an even more maladaptive situation. But just saying it's okay to not be okay. But not staying and living into that. I was hey, saying.
0: We, we really appreciate your time. We appreciate you taking time to come out here and uh, share this insight, this wonderful information. Hey, listen, um, Please, please, please like, share, subscribe. Uh, If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, rate us. Give us five stars. We need that. All of that. Uh, Once again, thank you to our guests. If you have a journey that you want to share with us, uh, therapeuticrap at gmail.com.